Welcome back in. Part two of our Dome download. Of course, the Dome had so many football games going on up there, Binger, so we had to uh, break this into two sections. Uh, last episode, I should say, we caught up with the smaller schools, the eight-man, the or eight-player, sorry, eight-player, A1A, 2A. Eight-man's always easier to say, but eight-player. It, it is eight-player. Yeah. Don't forget, there are plenty of girls yeah. out there playing in some eight-player teams, so it's fun to watch. But um, today, we're going to ha- highlight 3A, 4A, 5A, and some really fun games there, obviously, some great, great matchups. And we'll get to those in a second, but we can't do this without, of course, some of the sponsors that are helping us out yeah. with that. And, yeah, and of we, course, what we're doing here at Bing Bang. You know, and that's what's cool is we will want to get more people involved, and we always do. And we talked about those relationships, but Friday Night Blitz, Iowa Football Coaches Association, Iowa High School Sports Network. So uh, we're lucky to be partners with a lot of great people. And I do think, geez, (laughs) 24 years of the Friday Night Blitz, and actually I've been at every game in the Dome one less year than that because I started a year later when I started. But, you know, started – going to games in 1983, 84. Right. It's just fun uh, that I've been, I've had that opportunity and it's, yeah. and, uh, and to connect with some of these great people. We'll talk about the, some of them, but um, you know, Midwest wheel was one of them that kind of jumped on board. Total quality. You got yeah. some information there. That yeah. We total about. quality family owned lawn care company right here in central Iowa. Yep. Again, make sure you check in with Charlie and the crew over there. They do a great job and obviously uh, proud to have them on board with us. Had some good coaching moments that we showed and yep. shared and lots of good, lots of good feedback on that. Then uh, Iowa Radiology, plus the coach of the year, Iowa Radiology and Hy-V. Obviously, Hy-V statewide, regional wide now. And yeah, so they've been part cool. of our Dome Dynasty package for the last couple of years. And Iowa Radiology's just got a bunch of great experts inside mm-hmm. their walls, no matter what you need checked out. If it is something to do with a with a high school injury and you're not sure, yep. lots of good doctors there. And, uh, um, you know, you got to get checked out. Early detection's huge. And um, a company that serves from the heart. And don't forget our own company here at Bing Bang. I mean, yeah, okay. Got to shout out Bing Bang. Obviously, any marketing needs, check out. Uh, reach out to Melanie Lane. She's our. Do you like my v- Better Call Mel graphic? Better Call Mel, as uh, Binger so commonly says around here. But she's going to set you up. Anything you need, we do everything. Full service marketing agency. Um, some great minds, some great great creatives, some great managers in here uh, that that'll serve you the way you need. We're basically an extension of your marketing department if you need yeah. us to be, or heck, you just need a, a one-off video, some sizzle. You need some sizzle at the end of the year here. Yeah, we need some sizzle. Yeah, we want to create some sizzle for you or some flair, so let us know too. We have a lot of fun. I recommend that you call a Call Mel today and have John come do some uh, drone. Let her you. let her know uh, Binger and John sent you. That goes to our bonuses, right? Binger. Yeah, oh, We're yeah. Working that in with your brother right yeah, now. Yeah, and so. then uh, <laughs> and, and we want to thank Grace too because yeah. she did this. You know, all these scoreboards, all, graphics. Yeah. yeah, she's killing it yeah. over there. And social media, Shelby's got you handled on social yeah, media. Yeah, so. yeah, we've got everything. We got everything. And We're Shelby's good. Shelby's really big part of our download normally. So we didn't include her. We were going to include her, and then we didn't. So she probably does. She's probably mad at me, but. I talked about her last. You last, did, yeah. yeah. And the, the Midwest Wheel. We talked about the Midwest Wheelers. Yeah. We we featured some of those. Some we'd find a good run during a game, oh, yeah. and uh, you got a chance to go over there and see what uh, Bender and the guys are up to. Uh, what an operation! A lot of truck parts, a lot of a lot of accessories, a lot of whatever you might need. There's men and women that yeah. need parts. They're going to Midwest Wheel. Yeah, and they they were busy when we were over there. So it was pretty cool to see great people though. First and foremost, over there in, in uh, the east side of Des Moines. Yeah, I'm proud to work with you on that 
onboarding video that we're doing. I got to show you some of that later. Uh -oh. it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Okay. And coming up will be Murphy Tower as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we did their high flyers, which I don't... I don't know what exactly the high flyer was. It was but. the era. I think it was the best airplay or pass play of the game. And it, we had quite a few of those, too. We did. We'll, we'll highlight some of those coming up. Yep. But back to the Wheeler. Um, and we'll, actually, we have some of those that we'll talk about as well. But then Wyckoff Heating and Cooling, yep. um, one of the best around. And they're a big part of our uh, Ed Thomas Faith Family and Football Award. Uh, they're a part of that. We appreciate them. When you go to find them on the web, though, this is the thing. I'm not always the best at spelling, but... <laughs> Uh, W-Y-C-K-O-F-F. Comfort. Down there in Carlisle. Wyckoff Comfort. Yeah. Now, what's the uh, ice cream place across the street? Zinc. Z tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. That's uh, a, that'll be a trivia question uh, on the next one. Yeah. If you know, <laughs> remind me. Carlisle, I never went there because I was always busy <laughs> they doing have my great, job. They have great sandwiches, but I'm not going to bring them up till they sponsor us. Well, I, mean, I don't want to give them any pub. They deserve a shout out. They have great <laughs> ice cream from what I'm told. So anyway, let's get right to the first class. What, which, yeah. what are we doing first, John? Well, this looks like we got three, a pulled up. So yep. Bishop Heelan taking on Creston in that first semifinal, um, 16, 13, really good game. Creston getting back there. Really impressive stuff out of them, but Heelan was a, a really good football team this year too. John LaFleur, a graduate of, uh, Bishop Heelan and played at Iowa. You know, I think he's just getting back to their roots. And I think sometimes it's hard to connect legacy um, these days if you've if you've fallen off a little bit. And I think that's what we're talking about, Marty Wadley, in, in our first download. Yep. Um, to get that back is really emotional. And I think LaFleur is just amazing. Kudos to him for getting those kids back and, and back into the title game. And then on the other side of that, Williamsburg beats Solon 45-14. Now, Williamsburg, keep in mind, Solon had won five titles. Williamsburg hadn't won one, but they've been close a yeah. number of times boy so then to get to the title game and and finally get over that hump i think that was just a huge thing for coach richie obviously a 20 to nothing win over bishop Heelan. some an in, a big injury happened there early on in this one i can't remember the player but it wasn't a pretty injury either and that kind of shakes a team a little bit at the same time i don't know that Heelan had the goods to match up with what williamsburg had just a stud of a team um so, yeah, it was a lot of fun to cover that one. I really uh, enjoyed how buttoned up, you know, Heelan was. Uh, but this was definitely the most, maybe maybe it's not the most dynamic team mm -hmm. uh, that Williamsburg has, but it had four or five just high-level kids. And Weisskopf, we saw him last year for the first time against Van Meter yep. in the regular season, which was just a brawl. It was a great game. <laughs> and, um, you know, at that point, you're like, he's a good player, you yep. know. Um and then midway through the year, they kind of moved him to quarterback. Mm -hmm. They had these skill kids that could really fly around. And we, we highlighted Race Heitman as one of the high flyers in the semis. And mm -hmm. Brandon Weijin was right there. I mean, yeah. he is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and he was even banged up, and, and he was kind of the high flyer in the, in the championship game. But ended up being the player of the game. I think he had six balls for a— 121 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks yeah, in the championship not, not game. Not only did he do all that on offense, he had three interceptions too, and um, he was the best player on that field that day. And so that was a lot of fun to watch him. And um, But again, Williamsburg getting over that hump. Talk about it. We talked about it in the last episode at Full Town showing up. Yeah, were they? Williamsburg had everyone there. They love their head coach. And part of that is that the Blythe factor too, Austin yeah. being back. Um, Kurt's son, you know, being on the staff as well. Um, Austin's, so his, his grandson and Austin's son. And I think this would be Blythe's first official year as a coach. So it's kind of neat to see all that, but, uh, 
really emotional. And so a lot of great total quality coaching moments that we showed you with Coach Richie. Um, the town was behind it, but we'll end this segment really with showing off those those high flyers because they had won each game. And Weisskopf mm-hmm. basically moving from a tight end, you know, you know, linebacker safety that he is to yep. just being a guy that actually really played the part of quarterback really well. And you'll see it in these highlights. He is looking for Heifman down that right side who catches it and is run down at the two. He's looking to turn the corner left side, looking for the pylon. He gets in. Touchdown, Williamsburg. They strike first. Yes, it was. And open, and it is caught. It is that man again. Race Heitman, tight for Williamsburg. They're going to throw it over the top, and it is Heitman with an athletic catch. Heitman in the end zone, and he got him. Wow. They're going to go home run again, and it's caught. Regen. Touchdown, that is what they do oh so well. A 57-yard strike, Weisskopf to Regen, and Williamsburg builds on their lead. Awesome highlights, Dave, but you forgot one thing. What? Kurt, I, what? Kurt Ritchie caught up oh, with him after the game. Yeah, we were going on you about know, it. You know, I mean, he's been there for how yeah, long yeah, now? Yeah, we were talking about it. I've um, been pre- oh so close. Well, when I talked to him, I asked him, you know, what was it like watching his team finally raise the trophy in front of that fan section? Yeah. And, and what's fun what was fun for me to watch his reaction is he didn't go to necessarily this team. And like he talked about that's it, they're so, a really great so team. Cool. He goes to, he remembers, I think it was the Oh one team or early two thousands yeah. team. That was so Dustin close. Bathke right. Team, yeah. And he goes, you know, I remember that might've been our best team and they deserved to win it that year. They didn't, we ran into a really good Emmitsburg, Emmitsburg that year. And, and just, you know, it had, didn't go our way, but then to see those guys up in the stands and what it means to those guys, what it means to everybody who's come before, you don't think of that sometimes. You you know, all the people that put in the effort and were so close and what it means to them to see this team finally do that. It was pretty special. So that's another total quality coaching moment. Let's see what you got. I started thinking, I knew this would happen when I started thinking. I tried not to look in the crowd because what to me is it starts flashing to all the people. Um, it's about people, right? And... Um, you know, obviously my family, um, you know, my wife had to go to a football game on her wedding night, for gosh sakes. And uh, so it just kind of went downhill from there, I guess. And, and my kids are, you know, they're all in on this. And then their, their spouses and now grandkids. And, and then my coaches, you know, I think that's everywhere we go. I, I mean, this, this coaching staff, some of these guys have been with me from, from English Valley. So, I mean, they've been there for 30 years. And, and, uh, and, and half of them don't get paid. And you know, at 13, only five of them get paid. So... Um, and they don't even say a word. And some of them I thought would maybe be done when their kids were done, but they just have been committed to, to us and the program. And, and so I consider them family and, and then and just the, you know, just the fans of community. I mean, I could go through five Zane community members, but um, yeah, that's really what it is. It's just about just thankful for everybody because it's really, everybody deserves it. So now that we're in 4A, though, why don't you just go right to the Iowa Radiology scoreboard? Here we go. Lewis Central over North Polk, 31-5. Now, North Polk getting back to the – or getting to the Dome. uh, That was a huge deal for them, obviously, and and a lot of excitement. And then Western Dubuque top sponder ran for our 28-21. So it was Lewis Central versus Western Dubuque. Lewis Central's obviously kind of one of those teams that's been on a big run as of late. Uh, Last couple of years really kind of been a dynasty, so to speak, in in their respective class. Uh, They win the state title again this year, 40-21 over West – 
really good Western Dubuque team. It's it's interesting to me watching Lewis Central through the year. They looked beatable. Yeah. Watching him at the dome, they looked unbeatable. Yeah. So that's a credit to Coach Camrad and what he does. That Western Dubuque team and that North Polk team were good football yeah. teams, and they really took care of business. Credit to them. Uh, Brady Hetzel, their quarterback, just looked really good. They were just they were just the best team in 4A. So congratulations to them. But as as we do look back, um, Western Dubuque is just scary. I mean, <laughs> Justin Penner is a great coach, but yeah. there's a lot of pride. And if you talk to somebody and they're from Western Dubuque, they're going to tell you about it. Oh yeah. And and I love that about it, but it's kind of um, like Southwest Iowans. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> Iowans in general, right? Yeah. But uh, make no mistake about it. Maybe the player or the story of the tournament was uh, Grant Glauser and mm-hmm. I mean, in the championship game, he got player of the game and they lost. But, um, <laughs> John, I, I mean, we can look at it right here. I, I can't yeah. remember if I wrote down the stats. I think I did. 33 carries, 268 yards, five touchdowns in the championship game. I mean, and That's a he was day. only – I think he needed 353 yards to get to 3,000 rushing okay. yards on the year. I was, like, Jeez. totaling that in my head. And I'm like, he's not going to get it. He got right. knocked out of the game. <laughs> like, on a play over the middle, he ran like a streak. Right. It was his ribs. Okay. And he was down for a little while. Yeah. And as soon as he got up, he just looking at the crowd like, I'm fine. I'm from Western Dubuque. This isn't a big deal. No, no big deal at all. Tough and kid. Did a backflip in the end zone. So oh, if you didn't see his one of his Midwest wheelers, yeah. go back on our Dome Dynasty social media and look at that, or maybe we can show it. But uh, no doubt about it, Lewis Central, um, dominant. State champs, class 4A. Dominant. So maybe we'll, we'll end this segment with showing some uh, – oh, no – it, it is. We'll, we'll highlight Lewis Central. Um, they had some great players, and they had a couple of uh, high flyers, and let's, let's show you one of those. Perfect. That's a little throw on second down. They're going to play the one-on-one ball. The maker. Oh! So Class 4A, obviously, uh, it'd be fun to see how that team might stack up against a 5A title holder. I mean, this year it was kind of weird. Southeast Polk yeah. was dominant, but I, I'd be curious to see, or even if you took a, yeah. took a 4A down to a 3A level. There's so much parity amongst the 5A this year. Yeah. So sometimes you get that feeling that somebody's dominant. And because of all the, the wear and tear, I think Polk looked like a, a true champion in the championship game. But before we go to the Iowa radiology scoreboard, I'm just going to tell you, there, there was a couple of fantastic games up there, but one of the best games I've seen and you know, the 100, 100, 200 plus that I've seen up there. Um, that Valley Southeast Polk semifinal got my blood pumping. It's up there. Huh? It was it was special yeah. and for a lot of reasons. And you can go ahead and run through the scoreboard and then I'll give you some yeah, de- let's run through details it. on what I'm thinking. So he's he's talking about this 30 to 27 final Southeast Polk Edges Valley in overtime. Another instant classic. Um, and then another three-point game in the other semifinal. Total opposite, though. Low scoring, just, just juggernaut a, battle. I actually, both of them. <laughs> I mean, and I, I love the Ankeny-Ankeny-Centennial game for what it was yeah. and how hard-nosed both both sides were. It was phenomenal. Um, a great matchup and and uh, a lot of energy and enthusiasm on both sides. It good, for, good for the state of Iowa to see, uh, you know, a, a school like that that I've been through that split and then to see that passion and that, mm-hmm. uh, that fun and competitiveness on both sides, but they lost Elijah Porter before that yep. game. And, uh, you and I recruit and scary deal with appendicitis. Wow. 
Um, I don't know how the kids go through that, but uh, um, they, it was it was a good football game. Yep. It came down to, to some field goals, but and then championship game, Southeast Polk Ankeny. Ankeny opens up with a kickoff return for a touchdown, and you're sitting there thinking, "Uh oh." Evan Earlmeyer with a Midwest Wheeler highlight of the game, just like <laughs> what? And it was a it was yeah. a fumble. It was like a little. You know, juggle. a little juggle, it always happens that way, doesn't it? It does. It, it's NFL, college, it seems like all oh, bobbled reset or bobbled it, kickoff and, oh, some, a seam opens up. I think kids get out of their lanes a little bit on just, coverage and yeah, it gets timing. a little funky, right? And so, yeah. but um, after that, Southeast Polk kind of settled in quite a bit and yeah. then laid the hammer 49-21 uh, just that second half, it never felt like Ankeny was really able to get back into they, it. They had a few answers yeah. early on, especially yeah. in the first half, and it looked like Polk couldn't put them away, but um, they did. Uh, they are very buttoned up. I mean, the Moberleys, and I mean, they've got a lot of... Their O-line was really good, and then you mix in C.J. Phillip, who's just a dynamic, dynamic runner, and he, excuse me, he's our player of the game in that one, and so... Yeah, Robbins really and Zelenovic, it was pretty amazing. I just, before we, and kudos to them now, um, three state titles in a row, you know, four state championship games in a row. Uh, Coach Zelenovic, you know, an all-time fave. Uh, all these coaches in the CIML are because we get to work with them so closely. But Swenson's uh, got to wait till next year for win number four, three, 400. Yeah, if he'd have won both of these, he's at 398. So, yeah. uh, the, and going back to that, you know, the last two years, you know, of course, their victory against Dowling last year and the going for two. Um, he didn't go for two in this one, and I and I I, I agreed with him. Um, yep. it, he his team was playing well, but this is the thing that I think makes programs special or makes kids special. And I, and I don't know how it's done because I think sometimes in this day and age it's you're unable to do it. But they were down fourteen to zip in that first half, and they kind of hit the Nas button after Polk scored. They're like, you know, let Degroot just come out and yeah, you know, uh, hey, go ahead and do your thing. Uh, throw the ball around, and they drove all the way down and didn't get a score mm-hmm. right before half. So yeah. it's 14 nothing. You're the underdog, and it's almost like, I think in this day and age, it's like probably... You, you know, can fold. You have two you, options. Yeah. You fold or you or you battle back. And I just want I, I just want to know what you think about McGregory because um, I've got some thoughts on him, but uh, and I know that it, it wasn't solely based on him bringing them all the way back because head and Mason, I mean, they were, yeah. they were good, but, um, is this, is this McGregory kid? He's uh, a real is he deal. A generational deal. Is he, is, is he, a, he is he, be. is he, is he undervalued? He's, he's the kid at the Waukee game that blocked a, a game tying field goal. If I recall, or yeah. something like that, not only did he block it, he scoops and scores it then after that, you know, and he's only a sophomore when I'm watching Moberly throw the out, and it's the games in hand. They're getting ready to put it away. Throws the out to Robbins, and he came out of nowhere, picks it. Yeah, picks he's got it. the ability. And then they throw it to him for the game tying yeah. touchdown. They throw him a fade, and he catches it. He reminds me of uh, uh, oh, a kid for Lincoln back in the day uh, when I was in high school. Jordan Bernstein. I was waiting for you to say. There we go, yeah. Jordan Bernstein. Now, and they had D Rob there too at the same time. Right, Bernstein, and Bernstein was Bernstein a little bit was, different build. Yeah, he was different. You but, know, McGregory's he, le- got length. His ability to get across there and take that ball away from Robbins on yeah. a pretty good dart yeah. and then just be like, yeah, throw it to me. I'll, I'm uh, to Moberly, rise up in those, in those. Yeah. It's pretty Moberly's an Iowa state commit. Like you got to remember he went and a sophomore went and picked off probably the top, arguably and an the Iowa top state receiver, right? Right. Yeah. And so you're looking at him and, and so there's a lot of bright spots ahead for Valley. Doug Root's back next year, but then you also got to give props to Ankeny for sure. <laughs> head coach under coach Bauer and um, to get to the dome, and compete the way they did 
tip of the cap to them. I mean, they beat they Dowling was a was supposed to be there against Polk this year, and I think a lot of people's minds. And so to not see a Dowling team there was just bizarre. Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial just found a way. Yeah, you know, that, good for them. Yeah, uh, so. especially getting beat up during the regular season and. You know, or probably we'll be looking at some of our player and coach of the year in our mm-hmm. in our final segments. We'll go back through the tape, and we're going to be sending out stuff to the Iowa Football Coaches Association to to do that voting so that we can come up with that. But um, definitely our total quality coaching moment. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look at Coach Lenovich, and we kind of did some behind the scenes and caught up with him after the five A after the five A championship. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it's really hard to win, you know, and. Everybody's well coached. Everybody's got facilities. Everybody, you know, um, develops their kids, and and so, um, you know, we're going to enjoy this. Well, we're the second team in, in the big class to ever do it. Um, you know, this program has elevated itself to an elite 5A status, and uh, that's pretty special. So, really quick, Binger, I do want to. I think you can't help but point out not only how great Z's done a, done over there, yeah. but the products he's now has that have moved on. Isn't it cool? Like, and and I think as a coach, when You've had success. Now we can go to Zelenovich and go, well, well you should have won. Yeah. <laughs> you have you had no. Proctor, you had yeah, yeah. uh Wampa, you've you had Sama who I, I I looked up his two four seven like profile or whatever. The next the only other like power five team that offered him was K State. Yeah. Otherwise he had like Eastern Michigan on there and some other like Mac teams. Um certainly respectable, but man, if you're some of these Midwest coaches and you're like, How did I miss on a guy like Abu Sama? Look out. I mean, as a freshman, he did what he did for Iowa State this year. So that was pretty cool. And then Caden Proctor was the highest graded offensive lineman in cha- in the championship games across all Power 5 schools this last weekend. So tips, tip of the cap there. It says a lot about what Z does. It also says a lot about what those individuals have done to build themselves and improve themselves. And then you get a guy like Moberly who's going to go do great things at Iowa State. And you get some of these other pieces too. So You bring up a good point too with, with Caden uh it would be great to bring in all the O-line guys, you know, because the O-line guys <laughs> like Rick Nelson and all them and really put pen to paper like, you know, Caden's got a long ways to go because even Tristan Wirfs lately, you know, when you look yep. at like the kids that have come out of our state, there's some great stories there in our state's history. You know, we just talked about Austin Blythe, but where will Caden end up? Um, and and where I don't even want to project or, no. or do that, but I'm just saying – at every level that he's played and everything he's done, he's maxed out. Yeah. Like he is. And the thing being lucky enough to be around those kids is uh, in the small doses that we have, they're just so humble and first class. And yeah. so that's, that's been really cool. And that's kind of what, you know, the, the faith family football thing's all about yeah. with coach Thomas. And that's an important facet of what, why we're doing what we do. Um, I think Ed Thomas certainly has a profound impact on your life and, and just your experiences with him and the stuff you've done. And um, me getting to know Aaron Thomas, you know, over the brief interactions I've had with him too, has been really special. So, And a guy that uh, we're going to highlight uh, for the award is, is coach Bob Howard. Um he he's uh, he had a lot of great things to to say about coach when we talked to him this fall, but he also has a great player um, in his program uh, with the last name Cherry, and and mm-hmm. I mean this kid might be one of those next kids to keep your eye on because he's like David, yeah. he's maybe the best I've ever coached, and we mm-hmm. and uh, so we'll see where where he ends up. But let's take a listen. We'll wrap up our final dome download before we do our coach and player of the year at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, for this segment. So good job. We've, hey, we got through it. Yeah, We're good. We, we made it. It's a lot of fun to talk about these guys. Yeah. Well, so. let's, let's listen in on coach Howard. 
one of his legacies to me is when you look at how many high school coaches played for Ed. First step, okay? This is what it's all about. Now, you guys got a chance to live a dream right now, fellas. Now we get ready for the next game Monday night. I would doubt there's another coach, high school coach, that has as many ex-players that are out coaching high school. Then that message that Ed gave them, the Faith Family Football, which wasn't a saying, that was Ed, way before the tornadoes. I mean, way before the attention, you know, rightfully so, that was focused on the tornado and the, and the community and Ed's role in that. But it was those, those messages went with those players. Ready! Ready! One of the big lessons I also got from Ed, you can be competitors and you can be rivals without having to badmouth the other, the other guy or, you know, uh, hate, hate your opponents and all that stuff. You know, it, that, that part was a big influence of Ed Thomas, and I think that's a big part of, the, of this award. Obviously, the faith part was huge, and there's going to be a lot of guys speak about that, and rightfully so. But it wasn't just lip service with Ed. He lived it. From, I mean, and before they were AP, before they were you know, sending teams to the Dome all the time. A lot of coaches give lip service to what kind of men they're, cre- they're creating. That was a big deal to him. A lot of people say it, <laughs> and maybe they mean it at the time, but what do they do when, when push comes to shove? Ed's values and character was every day, 365 days a year. It wasn't just when cameras were on. It wasn't just when he was getting interviewed, or it wasn't for you know show. He lived it.